At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 176 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. I feel really lucky that many of you listening are learning how to become dietitians or therapists or doctors or nurses or school teachers or maybe you already are one. And I mean, seriously, it's such an honor to be speaking to you right now because, well, if you're along your food peace journey and aware of it and doing the work to move away from diet culture, well, you're going to impact so many people as you do your line of work. And it's really hard to be in some professions rejecting diet culture. Of course, one of the hardest that I know about is dietetics or become a dietitian. I have a feeling it's really similar to become a doctor or nurse or many other kind of healthcare fields. And we have a letter from someone today who is doing work to help along the food peace journey, yet finding so much of the training is counter healing. And what do you do? Well, I know what I did. I called my friend and colleague, Kimmy Singh. And if you have listened to the Love Food Podcast for a little while, You may know Kimmy's name because Kimmy was a grad student of mine when she was at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro and also was the co-host of the PCOS and Food Peace podcast that we rebroadcast this summer. Well, now now, uh, Kimmy is a dietitian and I, when I read this letter, I was like, oh my gosh, Kimmy is going to have some amazing insight for someone on this path. So I cannot wait for you to hear the letter and hear from Kimmy. But before we get to all that, I want to let you know about a new project that I have been working on is called the After the Letters Project. So I have been wanting to find more tools to help you along your food peace journey. And I also know Many of you have reached out to me to find ways to support the show. I have decided to no longer put ads in the podcast and rather have support from listeners. 
So you can find ways to support the show and check out this really cool tool that I'm working on called the After the Letters Project. It's all on patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. A little snippet about the After the Letters Project. It is a weekly mini episode that I'm releasing that dives deep into a core area of many people's food peace journey. And these are questions that are submitted by you. And I dive into how to find some new ways to keep going on your journey. And it's delivered to your email inbox every week. So check out the After Letters Project and all the other ways that you can support the show at patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from our guest expert, Kimmy Singh. Dear Food, I am writing this email as I am on my own personal journey with food peace and body acceptance. I am a dietetic student well into my studies academically and have had some observations as well as personal growth along the way. About a year ago, I began going to therapy and there it was revealed that I undoubtedly struggle with orthorexic and disordered eating behaviors. This was, in a sense, such a relief to hear. It put a label to what I was going through and allowed me to set the path of self-improvement within my life. Although actually putting in the work and committing to recovery was something that I could not have prepared myself for. This is something that I am still working towards today. At any rate, this brings me to what I want to talk about, which is how isolating the struggle can be in my major. I am surrounded by people, mostly women, who are expected to have a perfect relationship with food. However, I have a sinking suspicion that this is far from the case. I am living in a world surrounded by well-meaning individuals who are smart, inspiring, and dedicated, and obsessed with food. At the time, I felt extremely alone in my struggle. I felt as though no one else knew what I was going through because dietetic students are held to the highest of all standards. We are expected to have everything together, including our relationship with food. Now, a year into my recovery journey, I'm becoming more and more concerned that the discussion of eating disorders is missing from our education. I think as people who are so enveloped in the study of food, we need to be allowed room to heal our relationship with the societal expectation that we should be quote unquote perfect. Furthermore, We need room as individuals to heal our relationships with our own bodies, as well as our knowledge of fat stigma and shaming. We need to be allowed to unlearn commonly held beliefs surrounding weight and health. Unfortunately, everything mentioned above is missing from the dietetic curriculum, at least at my school. As I continue on in my own food peace journey, I am left confused and frustrated that we, as future professionals within the field, are left out of the discussion on eating disorders. As a result, we are entering the field with an oversimplified and possibly harmful outlook on people's relationship with food. Sincerely, captivated and concerned. Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcasts. 
Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. And I cannot wait to dive into all the things you bring up. You bring up so many important points. And one in particular, you know, that we are basically building a healthcare profession that expects this perfection, whatever that is, because it doesn't exist anyway, and really oversimplifies what that actually is. So then we're harming the public. And I know you're a student in dietetics, but I think what you're exploring is important for people in medical school, nursing students, therapists, speech therapists, physical therapists, occupational therapists. I mean, I think anybody who works with bodies, teachers, you know, anything and any kind of career that really works with people, really, you know, having this kind of conversation is important within the profession to make sure that we're all doing better. We are in luck because I'm going to give my friend and colleague a call. Her name is Kimmy Singh. You may know her if you've listened to this podcast for a while because she was a grad student of mine and then helped me to host the PCOS and Food Peace podcast last year that we rebroadcast this summer. Well, Kimmy is now a registered dietitian too, and she practices in New York City. And we're going to go ahead and give her a call and hear what she has to say about all the things you bring up, Letter Writer. Hello. Hey, Kimmy. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Good. Hey, Julie. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I love uh, talking with you. So thank you for agreeing to enter this letter. And and again, selfishly, I'm excited I get to chat with you about it. Oh, the feeling is very mutual. I'm very (laughs) excited. And it's truly my pleasure to be here with you. Thanks, Kimmy. So um, did you get a chance to read the letter? 
I did. What a great letter this is. Oh, I'm glad that you connected with it. I had a feeling you would. And, um, you know, when you were reading through it, what was your general impression about what this letter writer is experiencing? Well, it was very relatable for me. And I definitely sense that this letter writer is in a very conflicted place, feeling like um, they're not exactly sure how to put into practice what's being taught in school and what they actually want to do one day. And it sounds like they have a good sense of knowledge around what how they feel in their body and how they feel about food. And then what's being taught in the classroom sounds like it's the total opposite, which is the situation in most nutrition classrooms. Yeah, yeah. Like part of me is like, well, thank God that they're doing this work because like like you said, there's like this big kind of opposite dichotomy thing going on with what they are what this letter writer is experiencing in the classroom versus what they're learning in their own kind of like development. And um, I keep saying they and there and I'm like, I just want to um, just uh, honor that I don't know the preferred pronoun for this person. And so I realized I may be using the wrong one. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to put it out there. But anyway, yeah. yeah. And, I, um, you know, in my training to become a counselor, part of that training was like they said it over and over again, professors were like, you need to do the work you expect your clients to do. And so we had to go to therapy, we had to do group work, we had to go do all these different things. Because it was kind of like this obvious, duh, you know, like you have to like, um, understand therapy and at least be like working on yourself, you know, if you were going to help someone work on themselves. And so the I in nutrition, that's just, there's just not that right. I mean, or at least there's not that standard. Yeah. And I think this person is really helpless because it sounds like what they realized is that um, to relate to your relationship with food and body, there's such a spectrum. It's not just are you able to be diagnosed with an eating disorder or not? You know, there's so much more going on there. And knowing that this person reflected on their relationship with food and sort of where they fall on that spectrum, um, they're most likely being taught by professors that haven't ever really looked at that for themselves. And that being said, it can just cause a really confusing um, environment when discussing the more nuanced areas of food. Mm. What do you think then that does for like the consumer? The consumer, like which consumer, the student or like the general person seeing the dietitian? The general person seeing the dietitian that's trained in this way. Oh my gosh. So many terrible things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First, the person probably doesn't know that there is another way to look at food. They might be feeling really confused and feeling really at odds end with their relationship with food. And the dietitian is kind of taught in this very cookie cutter way, like just, you know, tell them to eat their fruits and vegetables and slowly, slowly they'll get there without actually looking at the deeper things going on. So I think it really kind of leaves the person feeling more confused. Mm-hmm. I can see how it even get in the way of like something that's such a big deal for dietitians, like individualized care. Um, mm-hmm. If we're not really educated on our own relationship with food and then how to really examine and acknowledge the the diversity of that with other people, how that would just prevent that individualized care. So exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, so with that big can of worms, what would you recommend for this this letter writer? Like, what would you recommend um, for from some first few steps forward? Oh, my gosh. 
so many. So I would say the first thing you have to do is try to make sure that when you're sitting in a nutrition class and you're really not feeling great in your body, just making sure that you're nourishing yourself in all the ways needed. Like not only making sure that you're um, enjoying the food you're eating and feeling satisfied there, but also taking care of yourself, um, trying to feel as present as you can, knowing that you're learning about something that's not necessarily in line with your values and there's only so much you can do. So it might cause you to feel helpless, which is the worst thing that you should feel, especially in a classroom. I would also say if you're comfortable, try to speak up to your peers and professors about this. And this is one where it really depends on the person. I do think that for some people it comes a bit easier than others. Um, it comes a bit easier for them to speak up, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it does. Um, yeah, because what I found with my experience, for those who are listening who don't know, um, I really started to reexamine my own relationship with food and started recovery way before I started studying nutrition. It's actually what brought me to nutrition. So I was in a really similar situation when I was um, getting my master's. And what I found was really helpful was speaking up like when it felt safest, in classrooms that it felt safest. And I was so surprised by how many of my peers would come up to me after and say, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you said that. This is what I'm experiencing. And I hate sitting in these classrooms. (laughs) And it's really interesting because sometimes I found that these same people will kind of go along with emotions of the general rhetoric only because they feel like that's what's expected of them as students, even though they have these really conflicting thoughts too. Yeah. And I also found that my some of my professors were very receptive to my feedback and really aware of how much they needed to change the curriculum or add a more nuanced way of discussing bodies. Um, yeah. So it was a really surprising outcome on my end. That's that's cool. I mean, I feel like it's awesome that you found some people were receptive and um, I'm assuming they also the opposite. Some were not. <laughs> So, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it just reminds me that, you know, when I think about like how hard sometimes it can be to just ask a question and what I remember learning in school is like, well, if you have the question, someone else in the class probably has it too. And so bringing up something, it seems pretty like, I don't know, just like the normal way of things like, well, yeah, of course someone else can relate to that. Like someone else is struggling with that. And I think it's really hard though, to expect someone to that feels like they're being harmed in the process to be the one to speak up. So I also would say people who are teaching, and I would even say outside of nutrition too, like medical schools, uh, I don't know, any kind of schools, <laughs> if you are teaching anything related to bodies or food or movement, to um, maybe take it upon yourself to also investigate this too, you know, because you may not we can't expect people to like that are being harmed to be the ones to like speak up, although it's awesome. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, because yeah, it's it's something that unfortunately is totally the norm because, you know, we went to school 20 years apart, but yet it was the same in yeah. the 90s when I was there. So um, it hasn't changed, but I think it's changing in some places. I know you had um, a really big impact where you went by speaking up and um I mean, promoted a lot of change. And, um, you know, one thing that I know is, is happening at UNCG is, is where that's the, the college that we're speaking about has a dietetic internship, even focusing on weight inclusive practices. And do you want to share a little bit about that part? 
Yeah, um, I'm really excited to share about it. So I, although I don't live in New York, I've been working with Julie and the director there, Babby Hawkins, and they've been doing some great work to create a whole haze rotation. And so it's a really great option for an, um, an intern to actually learn more about how to provide care that's not weight-centric and care that's more inclusive. Um, so it's really exciting to know that that option is actually there. Yeah, it is really exciting. And this is so silly, but um, you said you don't live in New York, but I think you do live in New York. <laughs> oh, I said I don't live in New York. <laughs> you mean <laughs> Grace tomorrow. <laughs> I meant to say I do live in New York. I used to live in North Carolina. Yeah, that's okay. I did my master's. <laughs> just in um, case. Well, is it just in case someone was like, oh, I want to check out Kimmy's work and um, maybe work with her. And they live in New York. I don't want them to be <laughs> misguided. But um, well, with this um, letter writer in mind, is there any, um, besides the internship, you know, if they're like looking for the next spot in the intern or their next spot in the uh, training as a dietitian, kind of falling over my words here, but they're <laughs> wanting to like look into the dietetic internship, that that is a nice place to kind of go. But any other resources that you think would be helpful? And what we can do is you can put them on our food peace syllabus. And if you're new to the Love Food podcast, the food peace syllabus is a list of resources like books, podcasts, anything under the sun that helps a person along their food peace journey. Is there anything you'd recommend, Kimmy, to, to put on it? Um, yeah, I talked quite a bit about this when I was interviewed by Jessie Haggerty on her podcast, the Body Love Project podcast, and that is episode 66. Um, yeah, so that's a great place to find more information, and I hope that helps. Awesome. Yeah, I will put that on the Food Peace Syllabus. And if you want the most recent copy of the Food Peace Syllabus, you go to juliedillonrd.com and you can get it. So I really appreciate your insight, Kimmy. This has been really um, awesome for us to be able to have a chance to chat, but also to hear from your lived experience and um, your expertise. If someone is wanting to know more about your work or wants to find a way to work with you, what where should they go? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at bodypositive underscore dietitian, or they can check me out at my website at bodypositivedietitian.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Great. Thanks. You too. So there you have it. Letter writer, I want to tell you a story. A few years ago, I sent myself a card. I know it's so cheesy, but really, are you surprised? I love cheesy things. But I found this card and it was perfect for me in my life then and now. And I actually have it in a frame and it's always behind me while I'm podcasting and doing work where I feel at times vulnerable, but also important. I feel like it's important work. So I'm going to read part of the card to you. It is, find your voice, then listen to it, even when it shakes, especially then. I do hope you feel the power to disrupt diet culture within dietetics. And anyone listening who is in a similar field, I hope you connect with that power too. I see food is written back, but before we get to food's letter, thank you to our guest, Kimi Singh, for helping us with this letter. You can find out more about her work at bodypositivedietitian.com. Are you looking for more tools along your food peace journey? Are you wanting to help support the Love Food Podcast? Well, check out the After the Letters Project. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a rating, a review, subscribe, or share an episode. 
doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. And I appreciate all that you do to help more people have access to food peace. All right. Until next time, take care. Dear Captivated and Concerned, we are grateful you're learning how to help people on their food peace journey. We hate that you feel so alone. Please know others have walked this path before you and left tokens of support along the way. Even more, there are fellow food peace travelers on the same journey while learning to be a dietitian, a therapist, a doctor, a nurse, etc. Your lived experiences and work to heal will help strengthen your profession. Take care of yourself on this journey. Rest when you need to. Ask your body what it needs. When you cannot connect, practice compassion with the need to disconnect. When in your power, speak up. Rally fellow food peace travelers. Doing so will be giving others the very thing that you need. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.